Welcome to the 401 Jake Show. Today's episode, we have John Statmuller. Good advisors finish first. That's John's hashtag. He's doing some amazing things, helping our industry just be more transparent, just improve all around, and he's being loud about it, and it's awesome. I love talking to John because he has just a calm way of working through just different topics, and he's sharing things that I think most of us are afraid to talk about, and that's what I love about it. He also is known, whether he likes it or not, as the guy that posts videos on LinkedIn riding his rollerblades. Now, I grew up in the 90s. Rollerblades are a big deal. I love that he does it. Enjoy the show. Let's go. All right, everybody. Welcome to our Forum Club sesh. This is going to be one of our favorites, I think, because John Statmuller is very loud in what he's doing, and it's in a good way, and I'm so excited to have him. He's almost... A celebrity. So if you don't know John, if you haven't followed him yet, you need to go to his hashtag that he created, Good Advisors Finish First. It's pretty strong. It's got a great following because he's really trying to change the, the way the industry looks at a lot of things, the way that we do things, the way that I mean, he's just trying to flip on the lights, I think is kind of the term you use. But John, introduce yourself. Tell, tell a group a little bit about you and how you got on this whole path. And let's dive into that. Yeah, uh, I really, uh, first of all, Jake, thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate being here and I appreciate that that kind feedback. Um, this has been uh, pretty interesting uh, last couple of years. And um, I, uh, I, I joke, like the first time I ever um, started like having like an epiphany moment and started putting stuff together. It was like a three hour tirade at my buddy in my buddy's kitchen. I'm writing all this stuff out and, <laughs> and now I can kind of knock it out in about 30 seconds. So I can try to give you a, a real quick once over and then get into a little bit more details. So, yeah. um, I guess, you know, how, uh, how far do you want me to go, go back? Uh, tell us, yeah. Tell us how you got here. I mean, I know you, you've been in the industry a long time. You even lived in Utah for a little bit. I did. Right? Yeah. And- um, but you're based now. Where are you at? I'm in Minnesota now. Okay. Um, originally, originally from Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and um, I uh, I moved out to Utah. I have a finance degree from the University of Wisconsin Oshkosh. I wanted to get into the business. That was kind of, um, you know, I, I don't know what it was that you know motivated me to want to become an advisor, but that's where I was looking to go. When I moved to Utah. Um, I didn't have a natural market. I um, had no experience in the business. And so it was pretty tough to get started. I actually started as I was a bartender and snowboard instructor up at Park City, uh, living living life that way. And I was able to, uh, I was just bartending one day, some people came in from Washington Mutual Bank and pretty much offered me a job on the spot to become a registered rep in the bank. And so that's how I entered into the business. And did that for a couple of years. Um, and then over the course of my career, I've been a wholesaler, been an advisor in a couple of capacities, been a financial consultant, broker dealer back office. So I've, I've worn a lot of different hats. I've seen this industry from a lot of different angles. And I guess what's really kind of pushed me over the edge on this, this, this recent initiative, Good Advisors Finish First and where that all came from. Um, for quite some time, I would start presentations by asking advisors in the audience to Google financial advisors are, A-R-E, so Google financial advisors are. 
And the first word that comes up is like crooks, a joke, it's all these negative things. And when I delivered that in presentations, it was my way to get the audience's attention, kind of give people a little bit of a ribbing, um, try to um, just kind of get under people's skin a little bit, get attention. Um, But it also was a way, as I entered into the formal presentation, it was a way for me to just kind of level set, you know, here's, here's what we're dealing with. Like the industry has a negative perception before you even meet with that that next prospect right and so let's let's at least start with that understanding before we move forward and, and have a, a conversation on whatever the topic happens to be I uh, I gave that intro at a presentation a couple of years ago and later in the day one of the advisors in the audience just absolutely lit me up um, kind of cornered me at a happy hour you know John you don't need to be you know telling people this, you don't need to be so negative. You don't need to be beating us up. And I'm like, Hey, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you what Google says. Like, this is just the lay of the land. Um, But it kind of got me thinking. It really hit me, I guess, um, because I'm like, I've been doing this for a while and I'm like, should I not be doing this? Should I not be, you know, talking about the, the way things are? Should I just be glossing over this? And I guess one day I just finally snapped and I'm like, why the hell are we okay with this as an industry? Why are we okay with just accepting that we are always going to have to apologize for all the bad apples, all the negativity, all the things that have that that caused this um, the Google algorithm or whatever it's this way for it to immediately say crooks is the first thing people think of when they think of an advisor. And so in my mind, I'm like, I know a lot of good advisors over my career. I've worked with a lot of good advisors and people who are massively successful that should not apologize for the revenue that they're bringing in, should not apologize for the services they're delivering to their clients. And ultimately, those advisors will finish first. And I got a little bit nervous, I guess. And you know, when you start thinking about some of the things that can happen in this industry, um, where some of these good advisors could get pushed out and and can have a a difficult time surviving and being successful in the years to come. And so I I don't, you know, there were a couple different iterations before we came up with that particular tagline, but it ultimately became good advisors finish first. And in my mind, you mentioned it, Jake, it's just turning on the lights. Like, I think we can, I think we can make this industry a better place by simply just being very open and transparent in the services that advisors provide. And it isn't to say that all advisors are good, but I do believe that we can help. I kind of say this a little bit tongue in cheek, but we can help good advisors become better. We can help maybe bad advisors become good, or we can help them exit the business. And that's how this is going to, in my mind, lead toward good advisors finishing first is turn on the lights and, I believe that good will ultimately win. So that's yeah, the- as you were doing that, I pulled up Google and I searched 401ks are, and the first thing that comes up is scams, bad, stupid, a joke, and then there's worth it, like safe. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it takes really a little while to get there, right? What yeah. people, yeah, what people are searching. And I totally agree with the transparency. And that's a big push of what we're doing in the club is like, we want to help each other. And there's no secret sauce to this whole business. It's a matter of like, rising together as a group and, and really improving what we do and, and learning so that if you find something good and helpful, share it. That's a big, I think, part of our whole industry is a financial industry is we keep a lot of secrets when we do find things that are good and helpful because we think it's a competitive advantage, but all we're hurting is the end client. So 
I love I love what you're doing because you've done some some unique things. So tell us how did it like how did you start? Like what was the point where you're like you just start making videos and then you just started holding meetings? Like what was the how did you get this movement going? So now you have a following kind of a community built around this that extends outside of just your corporate position. Because I've been in your shoes, like I've been in a big firm, and it's not easy to to do stuff like you're doing in that setting. <laughs> I love that I'm with an independent now because I don't have to, I don't have that same problem, but tell me more about how you made that happen. And, and is it a struggle every day? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good question. And, um, you know, real quick, when you mentioned you share it, right. You know, just share this information. We don't have to, to hide this information. We can help others get better. In my mind, that's actually, if you have that mentality, that abundance mentality, if you're taking good care of your clients and you're not afraid to help other advice, you know, if they take you know, your information, like, oh, this advisor is going to you know, steal this idea from me and be successful, you'll actually be more successful because they, they may you know, refer business to you, or you may, they may call you and ask more information or your clients will become even more engaged with you. So it's actually, in my mind, you'll be more successful doing that than trying to just hide and, you know, keep, you know, nobody's going to put their, their hands in, in my cookie jar. Um, but, you know, as far as your, your question and, you know, kind of what led me here, I mean, I, you know, there's so many different things I I've kind of talked about, you know, a few different things. Um, at, at one point, a couple of years ago, I was, uh, on Facebook pretty heavily getting into po political discussions and getting into religious discussions and all these things. And I'd get into it with my mom. We're going back and forth. And, and I'm like, one day, and she's probably said this more than once, but one day she's like, well, then do something about it. And I'm like, all right, well, how am I going to do? I'm not going to influence politics. I'm not going to get into any of this stuff. I don't know. I took a step back and I'm like, well, what do I know? Well, I know this business. I know advisors. I know what it takes to be successful. I'm going to start there. And if that's all I ever do for the rest of my life, so be it. But you know, maybe someday we can move on to, to other things. I mean, really, in my mind, what it is, is good people finish first. It just happens to be in my shoes. It just happens to be advisors right now. Like right. it's good people in any walk of life. It's, it's not just advisors. And so you know, how did I do that in, in a corporate world or start kind of um, moving in that direction? Um, I credit, I guess, Ray Dalio's Principles was a really impactful book for me, if you are familiar with uh, that that book, or, or are you? Have you read? I've read his book, but I know I know you're talking about. I've I've listened to him a few times and, and heard a few things. Yeah, I mean, it's if you look at the symbol, and it's funny. I did an audio book, and my previous one of my internal partners that I had a couple of years ago sent me a text with this um, picture. And I'm like, oh my God, I love that. That's really cool. I'm like, where did you get it? He's like, from principles. And I didn't even know what it looked like because I, I did the audio book. But basically, it's just a circle. And it just, you set audacious goals, you fail, you learn from that, and you improve and set more audacious goals. Like if you look at you know, his app and the symbol, that's what it is. It's just that, that um, constant cycle. And I don't know... You know, again, this conversation with my mom, do something about it. You know, reading that, I just started to dip my toe in the water a little bit and become comfortable with like, what if I were to set audacious goals and what if I were to fail and then try to learn from that and improve. And once you start down that cycle, what is good and what's also scary is it starts to accelerate like exponentially. So right out of the gate, you ask, you know, did I do videos or did I put it up? Like, I didn't know it was going to be called 
good advisors finish first. I mean, like I started toying with a couple different things and I'm like, well, maybe, you know, this is something that kind of describes what we're trying to do. So let's just try that. And you know, I think luck probably factors into things a little bit. When I did an early video where I just mentioned that, a couple people latched onto it and started spreading it and it just started growing. And so that gave me the confidence then to try a little bit more. I'll set another audacious goal, goal and go a little bit further. And, and again, that cycle just keeps repeating. I've edged forward um, more and more and more. And, and as I've done so, I, I'm learning, like there's mistakes that are be, you know, failing and mistakes being made, but there's also um, this whole concept of progress over perfection. If we're moving toward this end objective, um, you know, progress over, it doesn't have to be perfect. We're, we're just in, in line right. with things. And so that holds a lot of it, back. that perfection yeah. idea and fear of like, it's not where it needs to be, but it never will be. Yeah, it, it, that I mean, I guess so. It's just becoming comfortable with failure, um, and and I guess I wasn't right away. I mean, I again with that concept or thinking about that 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 what I took from Ray Dalio, it was you know I was comfortable with that to some extent, but like in my mind now, it's I'm not just comfortable with like I'm almost seeking to fail, and this is where it gets scary because I as I go further and further, I'm like you know failure can start you know. Uh, meaning more and more. And so um, I guess it's, it's good and bad. It's dangerous. Um, but it's also, it's incredibly freeing and rewarding. You know, if you look at some of the stuff, I mean, there's, there's some things that go well beyond the industry, well beyond uh, my day job and things like mental health. I get into this with, with some of the advisors that I work with. There's, there's one advisor who's been extremely impactful in terms of just being a guide and, and kind of a mentor for me, he lost his son uh, to a drug overdose, right? And this just obviously, I mean, completely changed his perspective, completely changed his life. And he's been able to overcome, you know, this incredibly difficult ordeal. And one of the ways that, or one, maybe one of the most impactful ways he's been able to, is he's become extraordinarily vulnerable. Like, to the point where he's he's trying to help people, obviously with circumstances to avoid what what his what he had to deal with with, with losing his son, and and it's he's so comfortable in his own skin. He just like there's there's not a there's uh, if you have a conversation with him in, in in a room like this or something, you know he'll bear his soul. Like he's not afraid to do so. And I think you know most of us would. You know, would obviously have a really, really difficult time doing so. Um, but maybe there's a way in, for, for people to learn that you can do that before having to go through this, this very traumatic uh, experience. And so right. this, I'm kind of getting out there a little bit, but no, I, me, I know what you're saying. It's almost yeah. like we have a, a, a work us in a, in, a, in a way that we present ourselves in a work setting. And then we have the real us and there's this huge gap between the two. And oftentimes it's some dramatic thing that has to happen to, to bridge that gap where we stop caring what people think. And I, it, it, every path's different. Right. But I, I really, yeah, I'm always pushing that with people. Cause I, I just think that's hard for us to continue this, this work, like vision or what we, this, what we present ourselves to be and rather just be us and be okay with that. And if that doesn't win this client or that client, like it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, being comfortable with that is a hard, it's a hard thing to learn and it doesn't happen overnight. It takes patience. 
And, and, and I guess, you know, to try and tie it in, you know, somewhat quickly to, to advisors or relating is that I look at, in my experience, having worked with a lot of advisors, there's, there's a lot of people that have just become extremely complacent. I've kind of joked about this complacent clients lead to complacent advisors lead to complacent businesses, complacent industry, complacent society. You can go all the way down the line, but there's a lot of advisors that have become, you know, very complacent. And I've come out of meetings with advisors and in my head, I won't say this to the advisor, but in my head, I'm like, in order for this person to be successful, their clients will need to remain blind. That's not going to happen forever. Eventually people are going to figure out what value is, what things cost. And it, it's not just, I guess that's one of the things that I have a uh, problem with is how much is viewed as like cost is the biggest thing. You know, cost is important, but value is what really matters. It's like, yeah. how, you know, I, and yeah, I guess to make it real personal or, you know, to bring that in, you know, that personal side, um, I've done a couple of videos where I've talked about, uh, you know, experience. My parents um, are currently um, living a phased retirement down in the villages in, in Florida. Um, I asked my dad or talked to him. Uh, he had a heart attack years ago and in his, his, his health has improved quite a bit. But I had recommended, hey, maybe you should try to retire sooner and get a part time job or just do something different. Um, I had referred my parents to an advisor who helped them put together a plan and helped them um, help my parents become comfortable with actually doing this phased retirement. And I, there's no way to measure this, right? But it's possible that that has added quality years to my dad's life, years that he can spend with my kids. You know, how much would I be willing to pay for that? I mean, the first time I recorded a video and said it is, you know, I used you know, ex expletives. I mean, like every single cent I have is how much that's worth. Um, so when we talk about cost or focus in on some of those things, I, I, I have a really hard time with that. And, and, and what ends up happening is um, kind of time back to the complacency is you have a lot of advisors who, who don't realize how much value they can be delivering to clients. And it's actually not that hard. Just do the right thing. Like it, you don't have to, you know, do a bunch of um, you know, pretend there's a secret sauce or do all these, you know, bells and whistles and, and, and have this grandiose, you know, fantastic package that's going to wow the client, like just do the right thing. And actually you'll be more successful if you just simply do that. And so, you know, part of this also is just creating that sense of urgency where advisors don't have to hit rock bottom with their business. They don't have to get to that point, you know, tying it to that, that mental health thing. And, and, yeah. and Jeff, that, that advisor is like, you don't have to have, wait till your business is bleeding to, to figure this out. You can actually, you know, hopefully, hopefully you can figure it out be, before that, um, before you ever get to that point. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Do you think it goes back to people's motivations changing, like as an advisor or, Wholesale, like it seems like obviously we're all driven by money and we're in the money game. And I think there comes a point in everyone's career where it has to shift to something bigger than that. And that's where they really start to shine. And and sometimes you can't get there. And so it's just it's a battle for years and years because you're just struggling to to make ends meet. Like it, do you see kind of that as a tipping point where you stop having this whole, I guess, battle to get to that money number, whatever that number might be. And then you start becoming a, a, a better advisor, a better person. I, I don't know. It's just that a thought I've been having lately is like, it, it's a struggle for a lot of people that I, I 
when I coach and help people, they're trying to get to this certain benchmark and it's always money driven. And, you know, that's, it's interesting you say that because that is, that, that ends up being the case. So when I, I go back to the, you know, the epiphany moment where I'm like, you know, good advisors, there's a, there's a particular advisor. There's, there's a couple, but there's one particular advisor. I'm like, all things equal, that guy is going to finish first. Like just, it's beyond advice, like good person, like just a genuine good person. And, you know, it's so rare to find it in our business that's driven by money. Somebody who is, is so passionate about helping their clients that they do so, you know, completely, you know, freely and, and openly without any concern about revenue. Um, and, but the revenue comes and it yeah. comes tenfold to, to whatever would happen if you were trying to, you know, be motivated by money. And so it's, I don't know, it's hard to, it can be hard to get your arms around. And, and I think part of this is, you know, I know some advisors who've gone through adversity, health issues or, you know, business issues or things where they, they do get over a hump, you know, maybe many, many years into their career where it's no longer about money. And then they end up making even more, <laughs> they make it about the clients and, the, and they're actually even more successful. But, you know, again, I think there's a way for us to, deliver that messaging and hopefully help advisors before they ever reach that point is if you, if you make it about um, the client, right? You put the client first, I'm going to do what's best for my client, but not do it to the detriment of myself and my business you, to be there for the clients. You have to be successful and, and not apologize for, for, you know, it's worth a lot yeah, of money. The value you're bringing to is do legit. It. Yeah. You have to yeah. believe in that. Yep. Absolutely. So so uh, it, tell me a little more about the structure of good advisors finish first, like what you're holding weekly means, like what is it that you're, you're doing on a consistent basis, whether it's you as a group or just you personally, what are the things that you've found that have brought you success and whatever you define that success to be, like what, what's continuing to motivate you and how do you structure your week? Uh, um, it, <laughs> this goes back to the, the Ray Dalio simply again, just failing keep failing and failing and failing and, and learning. So, I mean, it's not like, yeah, I'd love to say this was all really well thought out and I had this game plan and we're putting all this stuff into place. It's just been, you know, one day I'm like, you know, let's call it good advisors finish first and see if we can get people to kind of rally around that. And then the next day it's like, well, maybe we can try to have, you know, some kind of a um, group meetings and so forth. So it's just, it's, continues to, to be a work in progress. Um, early on, I, I started doing these videos where I, I called them a desk side chat, where I'd meet with an advisor and just, hey, let's just, and this is part of the turning the lights on is like, hey, just let's just talk a little bit about your business and what you do for your clients. Let's, let's make sure you're comfortable sharing that because a lot of advisors that I work with and still uh, work with um, are not comfortable. Um, almost by their nature, they're, they're so humble that they don't want to share. They're like, no, I don't want to, you know, everybody's going to just look at me like I'm, I'm pumping my chest out. I'm just going to keep taking care of my clients and, and do so, you know, in a quiet corner. It's not that they're doing it where they, they're worried that people are going to steal their ideas in that secret side. They just, they just want to take care of their clients. And, and in my mind, it's like, that's great. Then you, you keep doing that, but is there a way for us to kind of showcase that to the rest of the industry and let people know how successful you can be by simply being a good advisor? So anyway, yeah. so I started out this thing called Death Side Chats, where I just would you know, share an idea with an advisor, just kind of talk through a concept um, and just little, quick little videos. And then it 
at some point, and this partly was, was COVID, um, I'm not going to be able to travel in my job and go out and meet with advisors as, as much. So can we leverage technology and, and do Zoom meetings or you know, put uh, some groups together? And so I started toying with this here from a peer idea. So like, let's just bring advisors together and collaborate in these meetings. We'll call them here from a peer. And these two things were separate, these desk side chats and here from a peer, but I kind of just squished them together. And so what it now has become is the desk side chat is something that um, introduces a topic and we put it out every Monday. So I'll just share this idea with an advisor. That advisor then is our featured peer guest at these meetings, these here from a peer meetings. And what I'm trying to do with these that that hopefully will make them unique and different is there's not a script, there's no formal presentation, there's no ulterior mode, it's just advisors sharing. And so some of the meetings have been more formal where we have that one featured peer guest where they there it's almost becomes you know more of a presentation. But I'm trying to get away from that because I want learn from everyone, follow, follow no one. I want everyone to share ideas because everybody's got good ideas and ways to run their business that each advisor can take little pieces from all these individuals and implement in their own way in their own practice. Um, and so that's kind of the, the, the format or what we've been trying to do. Um, so there's these standing meetings every week. And then where I'm hoping that we can eventually kind of push this is to, to get to the point where we're now having branch out study groups and things that kind of form from those meetings. I'm still working on getting to that point, but that's kind of where I'm, I'm hoping to keep pushing this. Nice. And one thing that I love that you post is a lot of times you go out rollerblading and you make videos doing that, which honestly, I mean, I ride my bike a lot. That's where I get some of my best ideas. So I love when I see you, because I know you're in the same spot mentally, like, cause that's where all the ideas start to flow and like, just share it right then. And I, I always try to tell people do like change up where you make your videos or record your audio or just wherever you're going to find your voice and put it out because it will gather different attention. It'll get people to stop. Have you seen better success? Just, just continually having like good con or just content going out. Like how have you, how has that content game really been a game changer for you? Is Cause you put out a lot of video, a lot of other great copy with your content. How, how has that helped you? I mean, you know, there's, I don't know, there's, there's so much, um, you know, you're right, Jake. I mean, as far as like you ride a bike or you're out on uh, skate, you know, I'm rollerblading or um, I, I've done uh, skating videos in Minnesota. So uh, ice skating in the backyard, I, I've done uh, videos and done some of these things. Um, you know, so there's there's ideas and there's free flowing and, and kind of being in that moment, being yourself, you know, being comfortable with, you know, being who you are. Um, but some of this also kind of ties back to, some things that I've just, I just kind of want to call BS on in the, in the industry. Like when I did one of my first videos that I did, I was here I was, I'm on my whiteboard. I'm just trying to do a, a little bit more of a formal presentation, but I wasn't wearing a suit and it was kind of personal. I mean, it, it was intentional on my part to just, you don't have to wear a suit. And like one of the first pieces of feedback I got like I sent that around to a few people. I'm like, Hey, what do you think of this video? Did I do a good job? The good point or whatever. And somebody I, I really respect and trust just somebody who's been in the industry for a while. He's like, you weren't wearing a suit. Like, yeah. What, 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 does it matter? Like it was, it, does that take away from the idea? So like, so part of it is like trying to just, again, be real. Right. I mean, 
obviously, you know, rollerblading isn't a real popular sport still. And, and so it's kind of me being self-deprecating and kind of being funny. And so it's like, but it's just, it's real. And, and you put that together with, to your point, you know, having those, those moments of clarity where you, you have an idea, like, I don't need to try to, Oh, I'm going to go sit on the side of the road, scramble out a you know a couple notes, come back, put on a suit, get all dressed up and put on a whole production and show. Yeah. I just want to share it right then. And there's, there's some ways I think to make it better. My, the one I did the other day, um, my one buddy's like, you know, what are you using to stabilize your phone? Or I'm like my arm He's like, Oh no, you got to get this thing. And I know the audio is not the best. So, I mean, there's ways to make it better, but that, I guess that kind of goes back to that progress over perfection. It will get better, um, you know, over time. And so like, that's the biggest piece of advice I can give to any advisors who have yet to really start becoming comfortable and branching out and putting this stuff out there is just do it. Um, and it's kind of, I joke about like, nobody's going to listen day one anyway. Um, so just do it. And then you'll start finding ways where it starts to work and, and it gets better. And, you know, um, those are some of the things, like, like you said, where, um, you know, where does the engagement come from? You know, those more raw, real, like, I, I'll, I'll say like the one I did the other day, you know, I don't know, I'm kind of proud. Like I, it wasn't scripted. Like I just did it. And it, um, I, you know, I, I don't want to say you, um, you know, completely take away from scripting. If you can tell, I can kind of get a little wound up and go in a lot of different directions, but, but if you're moving in the right way, progress over profession, if you know, the idea and the concept you're trying to relay and get across, you probably don't have to script it. It's just, it's just real. It's just that moment. Yeah. I, I think that's a good idea. Just get, when you're struggling to write a script, cause that's, I, I struggle with that reading and memorizing a script and try to do that. I would make the video and then pull the script out, uh, like the context out of what I was saying. And then I can kind of mess with it there. And, and, and sometimes I take, bunch of takes editing was my biggest factor of what slowed me down because I was so like trying to figure this whole editing game out and it just kept making me not do it. And I was like, enough of this. I'm just going to make one shot shot. Like if it's not good, I'll do another one. I'll do another one until I find that the first one's usually the best one. Like it's pretty yeah. crazy how often the first shot is the best. That's exactly, that's what and, you end up learning. You're exactly right. Yep. Just get it out. Like make the, take it, send it like, and, and realize that it's going to get out there. But I question I always get because our audience is more we're advisor focused. We're kind of have a community of advisors um, as well as, you know, I have clients and making that connection with the right target client, I think, is always a struggle for advisors because they're in the advisor circles on LinkedIn. And so LinkedIn, yeah. obviously, when you're engaging with other advisors like like us and, and those in the group, that's what's in your feed. That's what you're seeing. So the engagement kind of the algorithm works is that's where you're going to be seen. So trying to help people find that group of those target clients that they want to work with, with their own content, I think is a, is a tough move. It's really not an easy thing to do, but it, you're not going to have anything for them to engage with if you don't start putting content out. So that's the first part. You've got to have stuff out there for them to find. And, and then once, you know, once it starts, you get a little bit better at it. Like you said, you just keep practicing. And every time you do it, you get better and better. Then you got to go out and engage with them. We're engaging with all these advisors. That's why our feed is interacting with them. You have to go out and engage with those hard clients. And if they're on Facebook, they're on Instagram, like go where they are. And it's pretty easy to, to stalk them and see who they're commenting on and who they hang out with and who they like. And you can kind of get in those circles, but it's a struggle, I think, just because you don't know where to put the cart before the horse. Like you're just kind of like, it's, I, it causes a lot of advisors to even take the first step. 
but I, I do think, and, and I've learned, uh, like this has kind of grown and this, um, you know, I've learned, I've met like now through LinkedIn, you know, a number of advisors I didn't know before. Right. And so um, as this community has kind of come together, um, one of the things, well, that was one of the concerns I had. I had a few people that um, said, well, all I'm doing is interacting with other advisors. Is this really helping my business? How, how is this helping me? But a few of the advisors that um, I've met through this process have become massively successful by interacting with other advisors um, in broad daylight in public on LinkedIn. The client communication comes from direct messaging. Clients are probably going to be, depending on the topic that you're talking about, if it's something that's a little bit more sophisticated or you know, something that you know, a client might not want to put themselves out on a limb on, they're, they're probably not going to be comfortable commenting with other advisors like in, in broad daylight where that conversation can happen is behind, you know, they'll reach out directly. And so I, I've like, I've recognized or I've, I've, I've started to see how, how impactful it can be to engage with other advisors that you're, I mean, there's a point where, you know, one of the good and bad of social media is you see, you know, how many, like, I don't even know what it is on LinkedIn now, right? Like 80% of the people on LinkedIn are LinkedIn coaches or something. I mean, it's like, so you see these like circles that kind of form where it's like, everybody's just building each other up and, and it, it starts to become kind of fake. Like, is that real? But um, so there's a, I guess, a risk at some point where it just, it can appear that way. Like, oh, it's just these advice. But if, but if you, if, if you take a moment and kind of look through, you can tell what's really genuine and, and what's real. And you'll see advisors who genuinely are feeding off of one another, are helping one another get better. And that really not going to directly lead to a client engagement inside of that public conversation where it's going to lead to that conversation is when the client looks for your website or where the client reaches out in a, a DM or where um, you've built your brand to, strong enough that when you reach out, they know who you are before you even call. Right. It builds credibility and kind of expertise and in industry leadership, which they might, might, not, might not engage with your, what your content is, but they're going to pay attention. So I get a lot of people reach out to me because they know I'm the 401k guy. Like they just think of me as 401k pops up. I'm the first thing that pops in their head. That's been my goal this whole time. And that's a, that's brand, right? Like that's when I think of like bikes, I think of specialized when I think like you have brands that you love and there's reason for that. And so when that, that whatever comes up in that question in that room of HR or CFO, when 401k comes up, hopefully you've done enough that they've seen and they've watched that you become top of mind, right? Or if it's an individual and you know they have issues with their money and they're worried about the tax bills coming up that they didn't really prepare well for and they didn't think through and their CPA is not very strategic, like hopefully they've catched a couple of caught a couple of your videos somewhere and they think of you, right? So yep. it it's take it's a long game for sure. It's not something that's like marketing, you're targeting specific people trying to get an exact lead. It, but- it's a long game but it doesn't have to be such an exceptional time expense. If you start to become comfortable, like, like you were saying, editing and all this, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's a, you know, if you, it is a long game, but you don't have to spend hours and hours and hours on it. You can do it in a, you know, um, it's, if it does take that much time, like you said, your first take ends up being better anyway. So just, if you can become comfortable with that mindset, um, you don't have to expend as much time as I think a lot of people, um, yeah. We, One of the turnoffs, I guess, going in. 
Well, and you're more you're easy to connect with too. If you make real video, uh, even just a raw video rollerblading, like it's more able to connect with people. We before I got into this whole LinkedIn like world and really tried to build my brand and did all this like a few years back, we paid a few thousand dollars to make this really great video. We had a whole production. We had people come in, actors, all this stuff, right? And it's a pretty funny video. I think it 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 was cool. We didn't get one client from it, right? Like, and the time and effort and money spent on it was just a complete waste. Well, what I learned from it, because that was the mentality at the time is we had to have professional videos and, and it was just it was something we learned from. And, and I still think there's a lot of people that put too much emphasis on the perfection of it. And so just start, whether it's audio, video, or written, like one of those three things, you gotta just go and, and you'll, you'll find your comfort zone. And that's what I think a big part of what you're doing because you have different topics you get into and it's not all about social media marketing. It's a lot of stuff, a lot of topics. So, um, I want to open it up to questions. Um, but again, everybody make sure you're following John get on his hashtag. So again, if you don't use hashtags, they're not crazy strong in LinkedIn, but this one is like, this is one that pops up. And if you follow it, you're going to see all the stuff that's going on within this community. And I think even though they're not all 4k specific, it's a good little group to, to be a part of. So I'd encourage you to follow it. Um, get a hold of John and, and he's just been awesome to talk to. He does. Are you still doing clubhouse stuff? having chats on there? Is that kind of slowed down? Uh, yeah, that's, um, I don't know. Uh, it's slowed down or it feels like, you know, clubhouse has changed or like there's been, um, I don't know. I, in my mind, clubhouse is really, um, what I like about it is it's, it's kind of, um, the format that I envisioned right away for this, this whole cause or kind of where we're going is this turning on the lights. Like it's broad, it's open. Like you know, there's, it's not scripted. It's, it's uh, um, people having real conversations. And so I really like that. And, and it's nice because you could be riding a bike, driving a car. You don't have to be on necessarily yeah, videos. Yeah. So there's, yeah. yeah there, <laughs> there's some good things with it, but it's also not everybody's on there. It can be, I don't know. So we'll see where that ends. I'm, I'm still trying to toy with it and, and see kind of where, where it can go. Um, I don't know, you know, you mentioned circle or whatever. I mean, I think there's, there's like other maybe technologies or communities or, or ways to do things. So I don't know. We'll, we'll LinkedIn. I know for sure is, is powerful. You said the hashtag functionality isn't the, you know, maybe the best, but again, progress over perfect. It's good enough for now. Yeah. Um, and at least, you know, for, for the role that I'm in and what I'm trying to do in terms of collaborating with advisors, it's, it's where I I'm spending my time and energy in, in an advisor's shoes, you know, maybe Facebook, um, you know, Instagram, maybe some of these other platforms become more important if you're trying to, um, find, you know, end clients, but, you know, it just depends on the end client that you're targeting because LinkedIn, the, again, the handful of advisors that I've really started to, to work with um, more directly in, in these efforts, they're finding a lot of great clients right there. So anyway, we'll see what Clubhouse ends up becoming. I don't yeah. Know. It's all, I mean, you never want to be dependent on one platform. That's important to make sure that you, you're paying attention to it. But if LinkedIn disappeared tomorrow, would you disappear? No, like you've got other things going on. That, that's got to be the important thing is that if someone looks you up because a friend or an old client told them your name, what are they going to find, right? And if you don't put in content out, there's nothing there. So you have to just start and get that on there. Um, last question, then we'll open up to everybody else. What Have you been following the whole NFT, what's going on with blockchain and, and that whole world very much? Um, just, I mean, you know, I guess that's clubhouse. Like you can go into a room, like right now, there's probably a thousand rooms so much on that, right? Yes. So, 
Um, and I, mean, I guess somebody be- knows they're non-fungible yeah. tokens. They're 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 basically collectibles in a digital world, which I think you should pay attention. I think blockchain is definitely going to do something in our phone care record keeping world eventually. I don't know when, probably it'll be really slow, but yeah. Tell me your thoughts real quick on NFT. I mean, I guess, you know, my thought for real and I, you know, not to die. I, I don't know enough. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical about, you know, some of the things around it, like, you know, can, how do you, you know, when somebody does a signature or autograph or whatever, well, I won't like, is it just your word that I'm not going to make anymore? Or that's unique or, you know, uh, some, um, you know, yeah, it's a digital things, world, right? So, Versus the physical yeah. world. It's hard. It's hard to really see the future, but there's a lot of, I mean, I listen to Gary Vee a lot. So there's a lot of focus on this being the next big wave of, of I, internet. I do agree. So, yeah. I agree. It's going to be some, or, or some form or there'll be a brand. I mean, it, you know, I agree. It's probably um, going to be massively impact. There's going to be something. It's just that at this stage, it's um, I guess, I don't know. I get a little bit cynical on, like I said, you clubhouse, right. There's so much right now. It's like, you just, you, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to find what's real there. Cause there's so much BS. Right. And so yeah. like, that's what, makes it a little tough to, to get your arm out. Yeah. But I, what I have noticed, I have really been paying attention to every enrollment meeting I go to. Probably the most common question right now is, is about Bitcoin, is about cryptos. Like it just, it, it comes up every single time. Someone has to throw it in the last minute when I say, is there any more questions, anything for the group? I'll stick around for one-on-ones. Someone throws that Bitcoin question out of me, which just makes me think I've got to pay attention. I cannot ignore this. I got to know what's going on with it. It's, it, there's a lot of regulation concern around that, but it's just something I think we need to be aware of. And, and as advisors and as, as TPAs and, and whatever our role is, it, it's not going to disappear. And what it uh, does is going to have to be figured out, but I'm fascinated. Yeah, I, so. I, I was going to say real quick, it's um, yeah. Regardless of your feelings, you do need to be, you want to be versed on it for sure. Yeah. I mean, you want to be able to talk through because you're going to get questions. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, episode's over. Now it's your turn. Take some action. First thing, go follow John Statmuller on LinkedIn. Also, follow his hashtag, Good Advisors Finish First. You need to be a part of this. He believes what we believe in changing our industry one advisor at a time, one 401k at a time will help, even if it helps one participant, one family. It's a big deal. Get in the club if you're not. Enjoy your day. Be safe and enjoy the holiday. Thanks for listening.